0: Hello, high school hockey fans. It's another edition of This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey, the Thursday night edition from Madison. Got both Bill and Bill Jr. here and Trasher here. And we uh, had to sit through four games today. And um, didn't seem like they were really that long of a day. I, I mean, we've had longer Thursdays. But uh, I don't know if it's a matter of games starting earlier or what. But... Uh,
1: well, nobody went to overtime. That
0: helped. Yeah, that's true.
1: In fact, there, you know, there was a good bit of running time early on also, which helped. Okay.
2: Yeah, but I, I, I agree with MJ. It did seem like it was a shorter day, even though it actually was not. <laughs> we'll get right to it.
0: Fond du Lac Springs and Rice Lake played the first boys game of the day, and uh, Fondie Springs was an easy winner over Rice Lake, 7-2. to two. And guys, it pretty much was what we expected out of Fondie Springs. They just were just the better team by by far.
3: Well, I don't know that they were, yes, they were the better team, but for me, it really came down to Brady Welsh and Noah Pickard. And, you know, you hate for a team that's been as good as Fondy Springs has been all season to come down to two players, but um, they started or finished five of their seven goals. And it was obvious on the ice, like, Rice Lake had no answer for Brady Welsh at all. If he had the puck, he could go where he wanted with it when he wanted, and that's pretty much what happened. Uh, Their first two goals by Brady Welsh and Dane Dinovich were beautiful shots in the top corner of the net that no goalie in the state was going to stop. Pickert made some beautiful moves on the blue line, getting open in space. Yeah, those two players, Welsh and Pickert, there was no answer for them. And like I said, they started or finished five of the seven goals.
0: Burglar in the back in the day, would Bob Berg have had those?
1: Pass. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe. This is uh, the third time that I've seen Fondy Springs play this year, and I am very impressed by a couple of things. Their speed and their passing. They seem to do a lot of tape-to-tape. Tape. They don't make any crazy passes. They really don't miss on a lot of... Uh, a lot of attempts that they they, they take, and uh, I think the the fact uh, that they had the speed and they had the, the passing ability, plus guys like Welsh and Pickard and uh, Connor McLaughlin, uh, three pretty good players right there, and they just uh, like Junior said, Rice Lake really had no answer.
0: They got out of the shoot quick. I have down here they uh, with five minutes left in the first period. The shots were eight to one. Fondy Springs. And they finished the first period leading in shots 10-1. to Fondy Springs, I thought speed and puck movement were very good. Um, defensively, when Rice Lake was able to get it out, it seemed that Fondy had everything covered. But, you know, Rice Lake, Rice Lake really wasn't a physical team. Uh, they looked like they didn't have a lot of battle. They wanted to battle much along the walls. And
3: well, they were kind of timid. Um, like Maybe that's that, what I was looking for. Yeah, the, the shots in you know, the first period the, the WIA had it as 12-1. Um, second period they were actually even up at 7. Uh, Rice Lake actually did look a lot better in the second period in terms of overall play, uh, but Fondy still put two more goals in in the second period on top of what they had in the first. So by the end of 2 it was 4-1. to one.
0: I, thought, I thought Rice Lake's goalie played pretty good early in the game. I mean, he was really peppered. But to get out of the first period only down two nothing, I thought that was kind of a little bit of a win for Rice Lake, and they come back in the second, and you know, just Springs just takes it to them before uh, Fondy can. Answer, I mean, for uh, Rice Lake can get one late in the second.
2: I don't think it was any great surprise that that Springs had their success. I mean, they've had success all year; basically, have been number one in Division Two for the whole season and, uh, definitely proved that with their seven to two win. I
0: thought Rice Lake looked a little bit, uh, they played, but be- you're right. They played better in the second period, but, uh, their breakouts, they just seemed, just didn't seem comfortable in their breakouts. Their passes weren't crisp just, it just didn't seem like their breakout was in sync today. And, uh, Forwards battling to get uh, past the defense. How many times did you just see the forwards get the puck, they get up to the defense and just shoot it there? And then without even kind of taking some kind of move or, you know, try to deke the guy and get around and get a more of a quality shot. You didn't see that out of Rice Lake.
2: No, and I think they, you know, defensively, Fond du Lac Springs is uh, a pretty good team. You know, maybe that's. McLaughlin and Pickard are two of the best uh, defensemen in the state and definitely proved it. And, you know, maybe sometimes the opponents read the press clippings. I don't know. Maybe, you know, it's got something to do with it. They thought, well, we're not going to be able to get around them. So...
0: the Rice Lake had the really, really tough draw in this game. Uh, they just didn't match up. Well, anybody... Springs.
3: Springs and Pines have been one and two all season long. Nobody else has even got a vote for one of those two spots, so I don't think either draw would have been any more favorable um, to the other two teams coming into state.
1: No, the only thing was you didn't want to have Northland Pines and you know Final Act Springs meet in the first game. They had to be the championship, but you know, and, and remember that D one and D two that's strictly for state tournament purposes only. Uh, both of these teams, Rice Lake and Fond du Lac, play in conferences that are mostly uh, teams that are in Division One. And you know, the difference between them is that Fond du Lac Springs won their conference. You know, that has the the the, 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 the yeah the public school Fond du Lac that has Nina Horton, Vilmanash, That's and fun. then yeah that. You know, that's... Badger Line Conference. Yeah, Badger yeah, Line that's Conference. They won that. Conference. Rice Lake plays in a conference, you know, that has, you know, Hudson and the two Eau Claire schools and Chippewa Falls, and they they didn't win that conference.
0: Second game, uh, Northland Pines mentioning them, <clears throat> taking on uh, Somerset. Uh, Pines gets out a couple quick goals, gets up 2 nothing. Somerset comes back in the period, and... With 1035 left in the period they 're able to score. Uh, Pines just moved the puck well. They reminded me a lot of what uh, uh, Springs did and Somerset you know I thought their compete level in the first period was very good for a team that was probably coming in as a heavy underdog. Mm-hmm. I thought their compete:
3: I think the first period of that game was the most fun period of the day for boys or girls, the first period of the Somerset-Pines game. Uh, Shots were fairly even, 14-10. to It was 2-1 to after the period. The goal Somerset scored in that period was beautiful. Um, A Pines defenseman pinched up on Antonio Gomez, who just flipped the puck up and over him to Bodie Smith, who raced in on a breakaway. Brett Wilkins stopped the breakaway. The rebound came out. Gomez didn't watch Smith go in like so many players did. He followed him, picked up the rebound, put it in the net. It was a beautiful goal. Yeah, that first period was great. Second period, um, Pines scored three power play goals. Um, When you're the underdog down in Madison, you can't take take penalties. Especially Pines. Pines was 37% in the regular season and 42% in the playoffs. You can't give them power plays at all. That team is fast, and they love playing offense. They don't love playing defense so much. They love playing offense. You can't give them power plays.
2: No, I mean, you... From what I was watching, I saw two things on the power play. They were very accurate on the passing, and they were very patient. They were waiting for that shot. They weren't just going to blast the shot and get it blocked or into the glove. They were waiting for the shot that would give them a high opportunity to score.
3: Yeah, like I actually like, you know, in our little booth, like yelled at Rock County during their girls' game because they had a four-on-three at one point, and they took a shot that. You cannot take that shot on the power play. Pines would never have taken that shot. Mm-hmm. They would set up a good one on the power play, and they did. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're just killing teams on the power play through this whole playoffs. Yeah. Um, and that, that burned them in that second period. Um, all of a sudden, you know, shots were 14 in the, s- 10 in the first period. All of a sudden, they're 12-6 to 6 in the second, and Pine gets three power play goals.
0: Somerset in the first period had a five-minute power play. They did. And they weren't able to convert on that. They, they didn't
1: even get many shots.
0: No, no they didn't. They,
1: they, not, not at
0: all. Junior, I'm going to give you credit for first intermission. We were talking about this game. You said just watching the second period Pines is going to really get out and take it to them. And, you know, you're know you absolutely right. Somerset just took too many penalties. They couldn't get out of their own zone clean. Um, they no, couldn't keep their fo- first period momentum. They yeah, couldn't that'll, keep it in the that'll second throw
3: period. Everything. When you're an underdog, you can't take penalties. It's just, just the way it is. Um it happened to on Alaska a few years ago they came into the tournament as an underdog, took penalties, lost the game. Um, you know it, it happened to it's happened to many teams that have come to Madison like that first time they take penalties, they lose a the game. West Salem did it. Um, you just can't do it. you got to stay out of the box um, because the other team is better than you and if you want to beat them, you can you can beat them but well, you can't do it by playing yeah, from behind. You
1: got to play five on five well, yeah. and besides that, Somerset's not as deep a team and when you're you're spending that much time in the penalty box you generally have the same penalty killers out on the ice so it just screws up your lines you got the same guys killing penalties over and over again and you can see you know, yeah, they didn't keep the momentum from the first period I think they just kind of ran out of gas and then in the third period uh, got a little frustrated and you know started doing some stupid shit Um, but yeah, they just they, they kind of just took themselves out of the game in that second period.
0: Pines, when they're on the power play, their thing is they like to take the zone with speed. And they were able to do that a lot in that second period. Well, they like to do that in
3: full full strength, 4-on-4. Right. Right. They do everything they, I, with speed. They don't, whatever they're going to do, they're going to do it as fast as they can.
0: And I notice also they won a lot of battles low in the zone. Uh, they were able to... Uh, keep momentum, keep the pressure on, keep the other team far away from the goal. Mm-hmm. But they uh, won a lot of battles down low, and I thought that was pretty key for them. Third period, they go on. Uh, Pines tacks on one more, and uh, Somerset gets one of the five minutes left in the game. And you know, um, Unfortunately, Somerset's probably going to be remembered for the last minute of the game, with the total meltdown that happened.
3: Yeah, there was a checking from behind that they got, and then... Um, a retaliation that's escalated um, yeah, frustra- to a Frust- let's say, fr- frustration coming out yeah frustration coming out and yeah those you know two guys making boneheaded plays in the last minute of the game is probably going to be what most people remember from today but that's not really I don't know that's not really it, it's fair it happened but that's tough because like what I'm going to remember from today is that first period because that was a great period of hockey it was the best period we saw all day yeah,
1: well, yeah. One thing Bill said about um, St. Mary Springs, you know, relying so much on uh, Welsh and Pickard. Northland Pines is deep with their talent. I mean, they got they got significant contributions from Riley McGee, Harmon Marine, Gunnar Schiffman, Zach Millett, uh, Max Brown.
0: How many uh, points does Riley McGee Snedd- have today? Brady
1: Sneden, um, and even the the freshmen. Hunter Bill. Yeah, I mean, they're deep with their talent. I think that that's the big difference looking at tomorrow, to, not tomorrow, because it's not
3: tomorrow, Saturday, between <laughs> Pines and, and Springs is that I think Springs has a higher ceiling mm-hmm. and Pines has a higher floor. Um, I think second line, third line on Pines are better than on Springs. Springs' first line is better than Pines. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, that's what you're going to be seeing. And they, they played once already this year. Springs won that game. I think it was a three-goal margin. Um, so Pines has some very good players. Brady Sneddon is one of our Pavelski finalists. Um, Brady Welsh for Springs is one of our Pavelski finalists. Welsh has a lot more points on the season than Sneddon does. And you, it's not because he played a cupcake schedule. Springs played the hardest schedule in um, D2. Well, yeah, Northland so, north
1: Pines... you know. Played in the Great Northern Conference, where they just kind of stepped on everybody. So they they had several opportunities to pile up points um, in those games. Yeah, so I
3: think yeah, the ceiling for Springs is higher, but the floor for Pines is higher. Uh, So that makes for an interesting game because they're both they're both very good. Obviously, the class of Division Two, they have been one and two all season. So I think that sets up. I mean, for the first time in Wisconsin prep hockey history. Our preseason, one and two are the two people going to play on in the championship game. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a thing.
0: Yeah. See, we know something every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: to be, to be it, fair. You're a blind pig, yeah. To, so to, we'll be, f-
3: to be fair. A blind, blind squirrel, squirrel can find a yeah, nut. Yeah. To be fair, and, and there was a lot of comments, you know, because I do the social media during the games. There was a lot of comments, you know, talking against D2 hockey because of the margins we saw today. Um, first off, Pines and Springs aren't always this good. Um, there are years that Pines could have challenged to go to state, and there are years that they couldn't. And even when they can, 444 student Northland Pines hasn't been to state since 2004. So, Really, it's, I mean, it's been that long. Yes. right. Because it's tough. 444 students. Pines isn't always this good. Springs isn't always this good. Um, so in the future... I don't think we'll see D2 margins like that. But it's not like we've never seen five and seven goal margins of victory before. But two years ago, Hudson won the state championship game seven to one in a seeded tournament. Yeah. Um,
2: Well, I, you know, I mean, look at what happened with uh, Somerset. I mean, who did they beat? Hayward, right? No, they beat. No, Rice Lake beat Hayward. Okay, so, I mean, in a normal world, let's say, you would have looked at the, the, the rankings and you would have said Hayward's probably going to be down there and well, Hayward know,
3: was a 2 but Amory was the one yeah, yeah
2: yeah i mean either one of those teams and it, maybe the fact that the 1 and 2s didn't make it through for whatever reason you know they just got beat by a better team on that particular day uh maybe well that do something that's something you're going to see margin.
3: you're going to see more of as Division Two year after year. if I mean, this is a two-year experiment. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it continues beyond that, I think you're going to see more one and two seeds in D2 lose than we're used to seeing because there's a reason sports split up the big schools and the small schools. It's because you have a smaller talent pool to draw from, so you have less deep teams. If your team's not as deep, it's not going to be as consistent. So we're going to see more down bracket teams from D2 make it into the state tournament. Now, on the side effect... Since there are fewer small schools in the the other side on the D one bracket, we might see more upsets on D one on D one as well because the brackets are more condensed and, and tougher, like we saw the bracket of death, where we had four of last year's <laughs> state tournament teams in one bracket. Um, so you know it's going to make yeah, for they, an yeah, interesting and, and couple the, of years. The third
1: the third seeded team came out of that one.
3: Yeah, Chippewa Falls was the third seed. So you know this this new format I think is going to lead to more upsets overall, which I think is a good thing.
2: Folks, Webb Jr., the best high school hockey analyst at this table.
0: He's got a pretty good idea of what's going on. I give, give Junior uh, a lot our, of credit. Uh, good job. Give him a Let's lot of credit. Move on, on to, credit. The,
3: to the girls.
0: Move on to the girls. Rock County Fury taking on the Metro Lynx out of Madison.
1: Okay, and I'll start off by saying the first two games didn't really surprise us. Maybe the margin of victory was a little bit over the top. What this first girls' game surprised a lot of us?
0: Yeah, uh, the Metro Lynx got out to a 3 nothing start. Very opportunistic in the first period. Uh, Ferry uh, had to be better in their own zone, but uh, they didn't get a good start in goal. Um, Metro Lynx goalie played great in the first period. In fact, she played great in the whole game.
2: Freshman Maddie Armstrong?
0: Yeah, she. Uh, she went through one period, and it was 3 nothing, And uh, the uh, Hanson sisters, Green County line, whatever you want to call them, kept them off the scoreboard in the first period. And uh, you know, the Metrolinks were off and running.
2: Well, in my analysis on the, the girls' uh, state hockey preview, I said whoever wins this game is going to be the one that keeps the other team's top scorers <laughs> off. The board, and that was the Metro Lynx.
3: And uh, it was just this is just a baffling game uh, because they kind of flipped the script over what they had done for the two previous times they played the season. Uh, the Lynx, they only took 19 shots. They took 30 plus and 40 plus in their two previous meetings with the Fury. They only took 19 shots, and somehow they managed to outscore either of their two previous the games. They got four in one, and uh, two in the other. Um, yeah, they just. Fewer shots, but I guess they made them count. Um, and then the Fury put up more shots than they did in either of those other games. Um, they looked actually looked better than I expected them to uh, going in because they've, they've played a lot of games recently where they were greatly outshot and um, Olivia Cronin kept them in the game. Even their, their sectional game against USM um it was really, if you just look at the stat line, she yeah. was fantastic. One to nothing, yeah. Yeah, it was one to nothing game, and she was fantastic. Yeah. But um, I did not, ex- I did not see them coming in here, taking on the Metro Lynx and putting up 30 shots, and yet still they lost, you know, five to two.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I saw, I saw the the Fury play a couple times earlier in the year, and both games Olivia Cronin was amazing, and. You know, for whatever reason today, she just didn't have that same game that she had in the past that I had seen, and uh, she just looked like
0: she didn't uh, look sharp.
2: She she wasn't herself. I mean, for whatever reason, the kid is only a sophomore. She's had a she had a great season. She played very well down the stretch. Today was just not her day.
0: You're gonna hear more about Olivia Cronin in the next couple seasons. But in this game, uh, Alyssa Kanov scores with six minutes left in the second period. So it's a 3-1 game. The Fury battle and battle and battle, and all of a sudden Metrolinx keep it, and they're down and they're in their end for a while. And uh, Metrolinx get a goal with 23 seconds left in the second period, and I thought that was a backbreaker. A momentum killer. Yep. Yeah. Metrolinx. You
1: never, you never want to give up a goal in the first or last minute of the game. Absolutely.
0: Metro links in yeah, the second that, period, a lot of bend, right. but no break in their own zone. But Fury, they kept going. Yeah. One of the things I thought was key is they didn't have a lot of grit. They didn't get a lot of bodies to the net, willing to outwork somebody down low. And the one time they did get somebody to the net, which was Alyssa Kanoff, they scored. But I just didn't seem like they got enough bodies to the net to uh, make life a little bit difficult.
3: Yeah, two goals is not enough to beat the Links. I'm looking at their season schedule this year. Two goals is enough to beat them three times in all the 24 regular season games, three playoff games, or two playoff games, three playoff games, whatever they played this year. Two goals was enough to beat them three times on the year. Um, that's not enough. Uh, 30 shots, you got to put in more than two goals uh, if you want to beat a team
0: like it's this. It had so much to do with the goaltender, though, for the Metrolinx. She played well. Fury scored late in the, in the third uh, make it a 4-2 game with the Lynx come back and they they get that one to make it a 5-2 game Lynx, I thought they defensively they played very well um, as you heard Mike McCursey say on our interview tried to take time and space away I thought they did a very good job of that um, synopsis on the fury in this game they gave up a couple soft goals got nothing from their second line and uh being down 3 nothing, they chased the game the whole time. They never got it tied. They never got a lead and couldn't play their hockey, and that's why the Metrolinx are moving on.
2: Well, I, and I think we, we talked about this too, is that, and it goes back to talk to uh, Junior's high ceiling, high floor, Metrolinx probably have the higher floor a little bit deeper, and uh, the, the Rock County Fury's first line, Three, four, five, Kanoff, Kanoff, i Einbeck, is probably arguably as good as anybody's in the state. But behind that, they didn't have quite enough horsepower to get past the legs.
0: You know, you're looking at three girls that are Team Wisconsin players on a first line.
2: Yeah, you know, it's that's, a, an awesome line. It's a lot they of They played offense. very well tonight, but uh, just wasn't enough, quite enough.
0: They couldn't get enough scoring out of them. And you know, every once in a while, that second line's got to throw something in and You know, they weren't able to do that.
2: Yeah, I mean, this was a game between two really strong teams that had a lot of success this year. And they're familiar with each other. Yeah, and it was almost like you had to flip a coin to pick a winner. I honestly, before the game, had no clue which way it was going to go, but the Lynx got off to that that great start, and then it was kind of uphill for the Fury after that.
0: Our last girls' game of the day had Hudson taking on the Fox City Stars and... uh, Fox City Stars were able to get that four-two win, um, empty net goal late. And guys, I give Hudson a lot of credit. Man, they they put everything into that third period.
1: Well, you know, Bill said that the first period of the uh, spring or no, uh, Pines Somerset was yeah. the best period. This was the bet. This Hudson Fox Cities game was the best game
0: of the day. Yes, no, well, by far.
1: Yes, it was. It was. It was a tight game. It was a uh, well well paced game, uh evenly played game, uh excitement, you know, went down to the wire. We got to see um, a six on four.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and they had the best official in that game. Yes.
0: <laughs> and they had a penalty shot.
1: And they had a penalty shot. Yeah. Good.
0: The thing that thing that you know it's it's maybe not beyond the ice in this game was the way that they had to stop the game because of the technical problems. I mean, yeah, you're kind of giving the kids a timeout, but in the way in another way that if you're a team and you got momentum.
2: Well, let's explain what we're talking about first. Well, go ahead. With okay, about 5 four, minutes 4 minutes, about four, 4 minutes left? 4 or 5 minutes. The clock
3: turned off. Yeah. The scoreboard disappeared and the the side and, clocks and turned off. And there
2: was a penalty during that
3: time. Yes, there was a penalty. Well,
1: it didn't turn off, it just Froze. Yeah, it was yes. froze at first, froze. and then it shut off. Yes.
3: So yeah, there was there was no visible clock during a power play. Um, so like everybody's shouting clock, clock, and then the the PA guy comes on and says, "We have two backups here. We know the clock's not working." And then they start you know counting down live. We're at three minutes and thirty seconds. Three minutes and twenty. They counted down until the penalty ended. Uh, then the girl came out of the box, and then they stopped counting down. So we had no much no idea how much time. Was going by or what was happening,
2: until um, so it got to about I think it, it was, was a minute, 58 minute fifty eight that popped well, back up on well, the no, There was a there was a
1: whistle. There was a whistle. Was a whistle I mean, so he announced that there was a minute fifty eight left. It's like yeah, you know, last time we heard it was like three and a half. You know, yeah. so but nothing. Since so a, <laughs> there was a
3: whistle. They announced that there was a minute fifty eight left, and then I don't know if it, the tournament people told them to stop or if the refs decided to figure yeah. this out. But they took a couple minutes and got the clock working again. Oh, no, actually.
1: It wasn't a stoppage caused by a thing. Uh, the Raiders called timeout. Did they? They yeah, called it the timeout yeah, during yeah. that time. Did they
3: actually yeah. announce that? Yeah, I yeah. think so, yeah. I don't, well, know, I don't really know if they it.
1: announced it, but the but the, the official, you know... He signaled timeout. No, out.
2: I, I believe they did say timeout Raiders. <coughs> okay. <laughs>
1: but, but uh, yeah, I mean, Hudson called timeout. How much of so, it? So that really didn't... I mean, that, that that So this, the, the malfunction didn't really... Disrupt play. I mean, it, it it was an inconvenience, but I mean, the, that didn't stop things and kill the momentum. That was a, that was a timeout taken
0: by Ludson. Okay, that uh,
2: No,
1: but I mean, you're
2: you're you're thinking about this in your mind because you're going, how much time is left? Whereas you look at the clock, you know, but now all of a sudden there's nothing on the clock. Does that like cause havoc amongst the teams, especially the one that's behind?
0: I think I think, it, I think only, it's a concentration thing. Then
1: I don't think so. Uh, look, know, the, the coaches feel, look at the clock the players, on the, uh, the players on the bench may look at the clock and The, the players on the ice They're looking at the clock the they're, only, they're In my
3: experience the only player on the ice Who's paying any attention to the clock is the goalie <laughs> um, <and> That's <laughs> yeah, usually exactly. when you're ahead in a short game Just <laughs> hoping that it goes faster <laughs> yeah. um, that, That's my experience mm-hmm. uh, This game Followed kind of the same <laughs> script As the, the sectional final I watched Between Hudson and Eau Claire area uh, Hudson was outshot in the first period of this game 12-7 uh, They pretty much evened it up in the second period In the third period they really took it to th- Fox Cities, 13-3 uh, For shots in the third period That's this, the, basically the same pattern they played against Eau player area Whatever they were doing in the first period in that game did not work Second period they evened it up Third period they really took it to them But they on em- this one Fox Cities was able to,
0: to hang on They emptied the tank in the third period Hudson really did They yeah. put a lot into it they got some power play opportunities, and unfortunately... Yeah, Leah Parker six, was dragging. She <laughs> that, was fantastic.
1: Period. She was... yeah, yeah. I mean, she, she, Well, yeah, she. What we briefly mentioned the, 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 the penalty shot. Um, she had gotten behind the Fox City's defenders late and very late in the first period and got tripped from behind, so they gave her a penalty shot, and she, she converted. Uh, put a little deke in the backhand and slid the puck underneath.
0: And they yeah, had a nice little celebration with
1: it. Yep. And then uh, she got behind the defense. She got behind the defense again in the second period. Uh, this time they didn't prep her. She just went in and, you know, put a different move. And on that one That road. one was shorthanded. And scored again. That was, yep. Um, so, uh, yeah. All 4'11". Four, four four foot foot 11. 11
2: her. yes, exactly. She's not a, a petite player, but a, a giant. It says 4'11 on,
3: on her roster sheet. I'm pretty sure that's what Skate's on. <laughs> <laughs> she is. I mean, one of the things you have to get used to when you watch girls hockey is that they're not very tall, even compared to the other girls on the ice. She is very small, but she's fast.
0: Boy, is she competitive!
2: Yeah, she's a nice player.
0: So uh, Hudson Falls to uh, the Fox City Stars in that game, uh, four to two, and probably the most entertaining game of the day.
3: Yeah, like like I said, they had a six on four um, at the end of the game. Uh, pulled goalie for the sixth attacker. Fox Cities had a, a an elbowing penalty at fifteen thirty. Um, so for the last minute and a half, it was six. Well, until they scored the empty netter, mm-hmm. it was six on four for <laughs> Hudson, and they had some chances. They hit a pipe. Yeah. Um, yeah, they had another chance. I didn't see what happened, but there was a lot of ooze from the crowd yeah. on that one. Yeah, uh, shortly before the yeah. pipe. So yeah, it was. We were literally forty-five seconds away from overtime.
2: Ella Saborsky, a freshman for. Um, Fox Cities did a heck of a job, and what's really interesting to me, um, being a goalie dad, is that our championship game tomorrow is going to have two freshman goalie. Well, uh, it's possible that Armstrong might not start. You know, you're falling into the
1: same trap as everybody else. Yeah. The championship game is on Saturday. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> only Thursday. And well, yes. and,
3: to point, and, and if, if you more, want to go deeper, Funnelock Springs. So, Fond du Lac
1: Springs, Hayden
3: Rising is also a freshman. Yeah, yeah. So, that's true. Yeah. So three of the four teams that won today had freshman goalies.
0: Remember the Lac Springs team was here two years ago? Yes. Came in as freshmen. And didn't look too bad. And now they're juniors and look how good they're doing.
1: hmm
0: I you know. We knew they were good back then and now as being juniors, you know, they're progressing pretty doggone nice.
1: Well we looked when we were covering uh, the the Badgeland Conference tournament two years ago when when we Fondy Spring when these guys were freshmen, and we were noticing all of the uh, the state championship banners on the final and the final ring for the final youth program mm-hmm. their state championship, and you know, it was like this one group, you know. Pee Wee, Pee Wee oh, champion, champion, champion. You know, it's like, okay, these are the freshmen now. And, you know, so which school do they go to? Well, it seems like they, they go to Springs. Well, Fondy had a pretty good year this year, too. But, yeah. Huh? Fondi had a pretty good year this year, too. He did, yep, absolutely.
2: Uh, we might be remiss to mention here that uh, Metrolinx, uh, Coach Mike McCursey has kind of been alternating his goaltenders. So, it's very possible that on Saturday at 12 noon, we might see uh, Cam McKersey playing that uh, versus um, Addy Armstrong. But yeah, uh, McKersey is a sophomore. So, I mean, you got all of these young goalies who are having success for
1: these very nice teams. You know, I, well, I, how do you. When, when, that, when, that, when this game ended, there was nobody. Who was happier 35 than was that goalie out there? I mean, to well, the other, you know, the, the, the teammates yeah. come to come yeah. to come, yeah. to, come yep. to, but I mean, she's just standing in that crease. She's just jumping up and down, mm-hmm. I mean, just mm-hmm. like all this. <laughs> ah, we, we just, just jumping up and how, down. How does
3: that work at home? Um, you know, Cam McCursey got more minutes than um, Addie. Than Eddie Armstrong did this year, uh, 600-something to 400-something. Put up a 925 safe percentage to 1.69 GAA. You know, if she doesn't start tomorrow, what point does she just look at her dad and be like, what the hell, Saturday. man? <laughs> yeah, Saturday. What does she look at her dad this like, what do I got to do? be
2: 925 and a 1.69 <laughs> GAA. Where's my game? Well, I mean, so we, we talked with Curse
1: or, after or, the or, game. Or at this point, does she just say... Mom, little help here? <laughs> uh, yeah, or does she go... <laughs> oh, no, the hand?
0: problem is is mom's gone on Saturday.
1: Yeah,
2: or or does she say, um, I understand, let's go with a hot hand. I mean... Or, you know, it she's
3: it's quite possible she's a good teammate and she's willing to, you know...
2: Yeah, and I, I got that impression because, I mean, we talked about this before the game. It's like, who's going to start? And then they were both out there, and it, to me it looked like 35 was going to start, and then all of a sudden the two goalies hugged and said, hey, okay, you know, and then all of a sudden 35 skates off. I'm like, well... eh."
3: Yeah, when I was was scoring the game on our site, uh, I saw that. 35 was alone in the net after introductions. I'm like, all right, (laughs) I checked her off as the starter. (laughs) And it wasn't until like two and a half minutes into the game, I'm like, oh, crap, that's the other one. I had to (laughs) go change it. Exactly.
2: (laughs) So I get this impression that those two are the biggest fans of each other. It doesn't matter who plays. They're both very talented. They're both very young, uh, and Kurse uh, is going to put the goalie in there that he thinks needs to be in there. And if it's Cam, fine. If it's Addy, fine. And the other one is going to be rooting for their their teammate 100%. So should be either way. It's a good call for them. Uh, a good, I, I think, uh, a good game. A couple of young netminders are going to be in there no matter what. Uh, Fox Cities wanting to defend their state title from last year. Um, they've been playing pretty well lately, so this will be a good game. I mean, it'll be like the boys D two game. They're both going to be really good games.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think we're going to have two really good games on Saturday.
0: Looking here at See, this Metro finally
2: got it right.
0: Looking here at this Metrolinx roster, there's a lot of tens in that roster.
2: Yeah, yeah. A lot yeah, and of there's towns. there's a lot of uh, people.
0: A lot <laughs> of people too.
3: <laughs> yeah, they're the only team that seems to have submitted their entire, entire full roster to the WIAA for inclusion in the tournament book Curse instead was, of just their playoff roster. Yeah, Curse
0: but yet,
2: very exuberant about that.
0: But yet, the Fury dressed four goalies today. Yeah, they played. Yeah. Ev- they they dressed everybody.
3: You're only allowed to have so many people on the bench. So to dress four they, goalies, they they,
0: they are a small team this year. Yeah,
3: to dress four goalies that means you've only got like 17 skaters. Yeah, sounds I about right.
2: The numbers, but
3: should it, I mean? I think it's, it's 20 uh, with two goalies and 21 with three. I think so.
0: Tomorrow, yeah. go ahead.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, Saturday. Saturday.
0: No, Saturday. tomorrow.
1: Oh, we'll,
2: we'll
3: talk we're ready, about Saturday we're to talk first. To,
1: we, we covered tomorrow on Monday. Where?
3: Wow, that was a lot of time.
1: Well, coming. that's a lot of time.
2: <laughs> we
1: might I don't revamp, even remember what we, happened
2: a half might, hour ago. We might revamp that. Yes, we covered we
3: covered D one on Monday, so we're not going to preview D one today.
2: Right, because we did that already. Saturday. Okay. Sa- fine. Yes, yeah, Saturday. Um, we're going to have two good games for
1: sure. Heck, um, and we, we've already we we kind of hinted at the Pines and, and Springs. You know, high ceiling, low floor. High ceiling, high floor. High ceiling, high floor. Um, Biggest difference (laughs) between the two teams right now is that I think we can all expect uh, Springs to be back here next year as the bulk of their talent is juniors. Um, This For Northland Pines, this is a team they have been building and waiting for, um, as it is with a lot of the small schools. Uh, you get a group that comes along and they have success at every level, and so you wait till they get you know to the high school level. And this is, this is the culmination of that effort, With, for which Northland is a lot Pines.
0: of high school hockey yeah. in Wisconsin. It, it, yeah.
1: th- this is the culmination of that for Northland Pines. The uh, the, the the bulk um, of their, their 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 leadership and their team are seniors this year, mm-hmm. um, so this is their shot. So. Um, is is that going to give them more motivation than than Springs will have for tomorrow? That you know, you know, Saturday. we're seeing. Senior-
0: Damn it! <laughs> <We're> <laughs> it sounded so good until, until you yeah.
1: screwed yeah. it right. up. <laughs> until then, man, it's like,
2: let's do a take two on this one, huh? Um, when is it going to be built? Yeah, is
1: is this going to give them a little more fight? Like you know, this is our this is our last a shot. Sense We've of urgency. Do it.
2: Yes. I mean, it, I, it could. You know, I mean, it could. It just we, we don't know what's in their heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it could very easily, or Fondy Springs could say, "We're juniors. We're this successful. So we're going to kick ass." You know, I mean, it, it could work either way. Yeah, we don't need to. You know, respect you old guys. <laughs>
0: the the, <laughs> the funniest yeah, the you've funny, had
2: your time. Get out of here.
0: The the funny thing is is you also look at this Fondy Springs roster. <laughs> and you look at watch these guys play and these guys there's some guys that are going to play at the next level no doubt about it and if they have success i mean how many of them actually stay around well, but but Brady Walsh's yeah, dad is the
1: coach we don't we don't get into that we don't really yeah, It's. A, it's not. I mean, it's you're, true. You're, you're not, but you're, you're you're all. I'm I'm involved in junior up hockey. Up I know that. I know, us, but
3: just, still,
0: it's true. Trying to ignore it. Yeah, and, the rest you know. of us wait till
3: the roster comes out next year <laughs> it's, and see who it's, left. It's yeah. true.
0: It's true. We've, we yeah. we were talking about Joe Pavelski. Joe Pavelski did the same thing. He won a state. Well, not the same thing. He won a state championship as a junior and said, "You know what? I have nothing more to prove."
1: Right. Well, yes, that was Stephen's point. They had never won a state championship. Joe Pavelski was hands down the best player. In the state of Wisconsin yes, that was. year, nobody else was even close. And it's like he was, he was wasting, he would have been wasting his time to come back as a senior. I don't know that there is anybody that I have seen play this year that I can say that they'd be wasting their time to come back and play next year. Because they have nothing more to learn at this level or no, no, no improvement to make at this level. Um, yeah, I mean, Joe Pavelski is a different kind of animal. Yeah, I mean,
3: look at we've got you know like uh, Mason Appleton is playing in the NHL now, but look at Joe Pavelski over his career versus every other WIAA it's player. You guys seen. done nothing but win. Yeah, I mean, the, the, Joe Pavelski is on a different level than most of the players that come out of Wisconsin. He was in high school too, so it's not a perfect analogy. But yes, they could they could win and then leave. We don't know. We're gonna
2: focus on Saturday for now.
0: Yeah, just well, throwing it but, out
3: there for discussion.
2: But remember that the only reason for leaving might not be oh I've got nothing left to prove. There might be something beyond that. You know, I mean, so people could could move on. They they could. Let's um, just they,
1: drop it. They could. Let's just. That's a drop it. That's, that's a focus on. Saturday. Yeah, okay.
3: that's a that's a okay. that's a after season conversation. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, let's
2: move on then. Let's talk about we it. We
0: Make some can. picks. Make a picks.
2: And then we got to talk about a couple other things too. Make a picks. Picks. Okay. Uh, girls' game. No, let's start with the D two boys' game, which it's is that will be the first game Saturday. on Saturday. Be the first
3: game at nine thirty in the morning. Lomondac
2: Springs, number one yeah. in the state, versus northern Pines, number two in the state. Junior, it's too- What do you got?
3: I have pines. This should be
0: a prime time game. You know, they set night nine in the morning.
3: It should
2: be, but it should be like seven o'clock at night. You on can Saturday. choose.
3: You can choose. Do you want a prime time game or do you want the game on TV?
1: Because the prime time game will not mm-hmm. be on TV. No, they no the, the more TV that. stations have said you'll be done by five o'clock. So,
2: and, and to me, that's kind of sad because how many basketball games do you see at seven and nine at night? Well, I don't see Every any, every year they have state tournament <laughs> games. Seven o'clock, nine o'clock. You know what you know
1: what you know what drives you know what pays the bills at T V stations? Money. Advertising revenue. Yes. If they could if they could sell advertising on the hockey games, they they wouldn't have that rule yeah. that they have to be yeah, done at yeah, five o'clock. Yeah, they it, would it's they too would bad. broadcast the whole tournament yeah. if yeah. they could get people to pay yeah. to put it on. Which means that they'd get people to watch it. We were at the games, there weren't a whole lot of people watching it live mm-hmm. in person. So there probably isn't a whole lot big market for people watching it on TV either. That's their loss. Yeah, you it know you, yeah.
0: you you're going to make more money off the local news than what you're going to make off the WIA hockey. Mm, yes. Yeah, I guess it's unfortunate,
2: but it's true. Yeah. So
3: I picked Pines. So everybody else make a pick. Do you have a score on that game?
1: Six to four. Holy moly, <laughs> holy moly! <laughs> mo. What a goalie! All right. I, I get where you're coming from, though. All right. Uh, burglar. No, you got to go that way. Okay, I'm Jay. I'll defer to you. You'll defer to me?
2: (laughs) (laughs) What are we playing here, Uh, Sheephead? You get two votes. You get your vote and his vote. All right. Uh, I like both teams. and (laughs) I do, too. Contrary to popular belief that I hate Northland Pines, I do not hate Northland Pines. No, no, you just hate the girls. No, I don't hate the girls. (laughs) I have the ultimate respect for teams from... This town that basically, hockey is their livelihood. I mean, if you talk about Eagle River, the the sport mentioned is hockey. And it has been for a long, long time, 50 plus years.
3: How many Sneddons and Millettes have you seen over the
1: years? Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, and I mean... We'd... Well, plus you go up there, and in their lobby, they have all these pictures yeah, of all their their I, exactly. their men's teams and stuff, behind, and every one of them's got a Sneddon and a Millette on it. Yeah, <laughs> and
2: I mean, when, when Junior and I were there, we talked to uh, Tom Obradovich. I mean, he's a, a legend in Eagle River hockey, you know, and he talked to us for quite a while, and he said... Yeah, I've heard of you guys. I go on your site all the time. You guys do a great job. And I mean, for an Eagle River legend to tell us that, that's awesome. Um, But besides that, uh, Eagle River's got the dome, they got the tradition. Fondy Springs, I mean, this year has a great team. Eagle River has a great team. You know, let's toss our coin. What the hell does what the are, Dome have
0: to do with well, whether they're going to win this game no, or well not? Well, I'm just telling he's you. He's
3: just trying to string yeah. it out. No, so I, I, right. I know, I know, to, but why even mention yeah, it stalling. That? He's stalling. He's, he's stalling so that he, we stalling. won't notice that he hasn't so made a pick
2: yet. So it's going to be, here's what's going to happen. It's going to be 10 overtime periods. It's going to be a tie, and they're just going to say... We're gonna declare you co-champions. No, they're gonna go past. They're gonna go go, past. They're gonna go
0: past. They're gonna go past that. They're gonna go past five o'clock at night and really upset the local stations. Because then they got (laughs) two more games. I mean,
2: this 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 is gonna be a good game. You saw you got rising in goal for uh, Springs, a freshman. You got uh, Brett Wilkins, a senior, for Pines. You got all the talent on the ice. Um, it's, it's going to be a one goal game I'm going to give it to Springs
0: how do you follow that up
2: it's
0: all yours Did man you no it's up how do you, to you no, my, no, his, his counting for two for we're me going, we're going,
1: two? We're going oh.
0: no no no, no I'll, I'll go ahead and go okay. on my own I don't need your help mm-hmm. Jesus. Um, this is my first time seeing both these teams this year and I think that Pines isn't as fast as that top line is for Springs, but, fine, but Pines always seem to be in the right spot at the right time. This is gonna uh, to me. This is gonna be a one-goal game. It's gonna be like a three-two game.
2: It's, it's, it's tough to pick a winner. In this game game it's tough. It's absolutely it, tough to it pick could, a winner. It could go either way. It literally could. But I'm
0: gonna pick one, whether you want me to or not. Go for it. I honestly think that in this game it's going to be pines and the reason why i say pines cuz Brett wilkins is a senior seniors play a little bit different
2: and sometimes
0: they step up more than a freshman might you're saying you no know, freshmen are freshmen
2: yeah yeah but you know but that's good rationale
0: but this oh, but I this guess. you know we talked a little bit about um Fonte springs was there 2 years ago this kid wasn't even on the roster 2 years ago mm-hmm. you know uh but I've but I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna pick pines, but it's gonna be a very close game. Half a goal. Mm-hmm. If you could if you could do that, yeah.
1: Yeah, the spread is uh springs plus. See half. now I've no, I, I regret not going before MJ because he just, like, stole my prediction. Did
0: um, I? I'm thinking like you now. Isn't that just terrible? I was thinking now that MJ picked Pines, I wanted to switch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, you know, we'll go back to what Bill was saying about, you know... Make sure you write this down. But, but Spring's leaning so much on, you know, uh, those two players. Um, and, you know, so... You know, defensive might, of course, well, you know, or or like, um, Mike was saying, you know, shut down that first line. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so so Pines can, you know, focus on shutting down, um, you know, Welsh and Pickard, but then that's not really Pines game, you know, shutting people down defensively. Pines game is like outscoring you um, and, you know, hoping that Brett Wilkins can keep the puck out of the net Mm -hmm. while they're trying to outscore you. Um, And in that regard, um, I think both these teams have a, a lot of offense. Um... Springs may be a little stronger defensively, but I think Pines is a little deeper offensively. So those two balance out and I think I, I really think it comes down to, you know, one team's got a freshman in the net, the other team's got a senior, uh, who's playing you know, who's playing with his buddies that, you know, he's had success with since they were, you know, youths. Utes. Um and, you know, this is their this is their shot. He's not gonna you know He's not going to be the one to let them down. You know, he is going to do everything in his power to keep that puck out of the net. And the only thing I can see standing in their way is like uh, my grandson, Brett, when he's watching games, he says, they try too hard to make the pretty goal, Pines does. Oh, yeah. They, they make a lot of passes to set up, you know, these... These one timers from the backside into the open net. They they yeah. work hard for the pretty. They don't they don't they don't get a lot of the the, the dirty goals where you just throw the puck at the net and right. hope something happens. Right. You know,
0: pretty not gritty, right?
1: Yeah. Well,
2: I th- but think they, I think on the power play that's fine, but I think if you're talking even strength, you're wasting some opportunities. Well, see, that's, that's
1: that was one of the reasons they let uh, Mozeni hang around for so long in that. Final game is they kept trying to work for these pretty goals and they you know hit two off crossbars in the first and second period. They had a beautiful setup in the third period that rung off a pipe. Mm-hmm. You know they they were making those but but making those pretty plays but but actually missing the actual shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know if that's a risk that you know their style of play does, but I I think that yeah I think the difference is. The senior goaltender versus the freshman goaltender, and the senior just, like I said, just wanting it a little bit more. Yeah, and I and I want to clarify, I did not
3: say that Springs relies yeah. <laughs> on Welsh and Pickert. I said that Welsh and Pickert play at another level. Yeah, to say that they rely on them would make them sound oh, like whip. one of those that like is, that nineteen ninety three Brookfield. Okay, team. so
1: um, so uh, if you're listening to this now. Uh, rewind your tape and go back to the beginning where he says that Springs relied too much on Pickard and Walsh today. Uh, I think you'll probably hear that. You know. Well,
2: here, here's one thing Dude. that I want to add as an Not addendum what to what Burglar said about the senior goalie versus the freshman goalie. I think Wilkins is kind of underrated. You know, he's, he's a damn good goalie, and he doesn't get a lot of, a lot of love from the state. He was, so, I mean, it might have something to do with it. He was
3: one of our Dobbinspec finalists last year. Mm-hmm. Um, fairly late into January this year, he was below 90% save percentage. When we saw them play Spash, I understood why. Uh, it's because, as Berger said, Pines is going to try to outscore you and hope that Wilkins keeps the puck out of the net on the other end. and uh, They will give the other team, chances, very, very good looks at the net. Um, the kind of looks you don't want to give another team, regardless of who your goalie is. And I think part of it is because they know they have a strong goalie back there to stop it. So yeah. that's why I predicted yeah. like 6-4.
2: Yeah, and I mean, he, he's kind of come along where he didn't really have the starring role, but now he does. And uh, I, I think he'll, be, he'll, he'll do a, a good job. Um, I just got Springs just one goal better. I'm going to say like two to one.
1: Well, I think the over under on this game three. is like eight. Eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so 10 wins.
3: If this game was two to one, I, regardless of who wins, I think that would be the most shocking part about it.
2: But, I mean, it, it wouldn't be yep. a huge shock to me if that happened because both goalies could play extremely well and it could be a two to one game. But. Junior, as you said, it could be a six to four. I game. think. And I think
1: uh, both of these teams, the offenses are better than the defenses.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: but I mean, either way, it's going to be a
2: very good game. Number one and number two in the state.
3: And like, like we, like we've, we've mentioned their top defensemen, for Noah Pickert on Springs and Riley McGee on Pines. Uh, they're currently leading the tournament in points. They're both tied at four. Uh, none of the forwards are in charge. The defensemen are so. <laughs> Well, you know, it starts they, from the back.
0: They,
2: they line up on the blue line and go from there.
3: Yes. Yeah. All right, moving on to the girls. Who you got? I'll start since I started last time. I have Fox Cities. Um, they were my pick before the tournament. I have seen both them and the Lynx play against a common opponent, um, being uh, the Central Wisconsin Storm. They both won their games against the Storm, um, but in those games... I don't feel like the Lynx outplayed the Storm. They just got they got the better bounces that day. Um, it was a pretty even game. They had a couple breaks, um, and their goalie played well. Uh, Fox Cities in the game I watched outplayed the Storm in pretty much every facet of the game. Um, the, it wasn't like a blowout or anything, but they outplayed them. And it just you know based on that that I've seen, I think Fox Cities should be able to take this one. Uh, probably 2-0 margin, four 4-2. The losing team seemed to like to score two goals so far in the tournament,
2: so we'll stick with that.
0: Go <laughs> cool. Let's go back to the Links a second. Who was the girl that got all the press this week?
2: Sydney Ratz. Sydney, Sydney Ratz.
0: How many points did she have today? I
2: don't think she had any. I don't think she had any.
3: Uh, Rachel Mirwald and Kaya Bice each had two points. Uh, Josie Dragu, Ava Jambor, and Grace Pennell each had a point. Um, that's all the farther our leaderboard goes. They might have had more players with one. I don't know that she had any. Uh, she did really well in their game against uh, the Storm that
0: I saw them play. But, but today she was held to nothing. Well, didn't get so anything.
2: Does that mean that they were focusing a little bit more on her? Because, let's face it, when your forwards are coming down, you could pay a little more attention to the one that needs to be... A little more attention paid to, and can take them off their game a little.
0: But, bit. It was, but it was the other ones. It was the other ones beating, beating them. It wasn't her.
2: but okay. That, that but means with, that with, the other that other players stepped up a abso- little bit. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. So that to me that means that they're a little bit deeper than maybe we think they are. It's not just Ras. I mean, it's Mirwald or it's Bonel. Bonel had. One goal today, or two. She's one. a good player. She's a, a nice little player. She's a defenseman, but she knows how to go on offense. So I mean,
0: but, know, it, but, but
2: this, I, this is going to be another great game. This, this is,
0: but I'm not taking anything away from Sydney Rats. She no, just didn't no, get no, anything no, today. No, I mean it when was the others that were beating
1: you. you well, it sounds like you were. No, <laughs> no he I'm he just won't. saying
0: she didn't have any points today.
2: No, I mean you know there's games where but you look at the, it. But you look she, at
0: it. She had she had a backup today.
2: The best players can be blanked on any given day. I agree. It happens, and she might come back tomorrow and score five points. But her
0: her supporting cast behind her backed her up.
2: Did the job. Exactly. Five to two win. So who you got?
0: I'm going to take Fox (laughs) Cities.
3: Chris is not inviting you over for dinner anymore. (laughs) He never does in the first place.
2: (laughs) Okay, Curse, I want to come over for dinner, so I'm gonna. Curse, if you, if you
0: guys win, I owe you a beer, but uh, I just think it's a tall task for the MetroLinx with against the uh, against uh, Fox Cities. I think uh, Fox they're both very nice teams, but Fox Cities seems to have that <clears throat> that one player who can play at a whole different level. Uh, the way girls, Who's that? the player of the year,
2: Maddie Jablonski. Oh, yeah.
0: How could you forget about Maddie Jablonski? Don't well, let her
1: alone in the spot. A one goal today I mean, yeah, so. Well, an keep assist. an eye
3: on her. The, the way the way girls hockey <laughs> has gone this season, I mean, it could honest i I picked the stars. It could go either way. Um, yeah, I mean, both of these games. So many teams played twice and split this year. Just a ridiculous number of teams played twice and split, and in like, not just like we played two close games fashion, like dramatic splits. Like you'd beat a team five to one and then lose to them three to nothing the next time you played. Just all over the state in the girls' side uh, games yeah. like that. So you know it could go either way. I mean, I'm expecting a good close game, but I wouldn't be surprised if one of these teams won like five to one, six to one. I mean, if it just got away from them. So I got stars. He's got stars. Who's he got?
2: I defer. Very <laughs> well.
1: I'll go with the uh, the the Metro Links, uh, and I'll tell you why. I think um, this
0: broadcast is done. We don't want to hear why. No.
1: <laughs> I've only been recording for fifty-seven minutes. I, I I've I've seen them play before this season uh, up north, um, and when I watched them there, I thought that the best. Players on the Metro links were their defense defenders. They call them. They don't call them defensemen. They're defenders.
2: Defense women?
1: No defenders. Defenders. That's the that's the okay, official. Gotcha. Term. Mm-hmm. So
2: who are we talking about in particular here? Um, Josie the people. The people who played defense.
1: Um, Sam Olander. Jenna Culp. Uh, I, I thought that was the, the the strength of their team. And like there were there were times when when I watched today. When you know Maddie Jablonski would come down, and I'd say, "Oh, she's coming." That that's that's crazy. But now she's Jablonski's not going to get around her. It just doesn't happen. Um, the, the the defenders on the Metro Lynx are good. I think I think they can keep uh, the I, I think they can shut down or slow down that offensive firepower that the Fox Cities has, and they have enough offensive power on their own. Um, that you know, what's her name will, you know, get off the schneid and put Sitting a couple of, put a couple of goals on uh, tomorrow. And I think I am when <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> um,
0: yes, you know I I'm, I'm going
1: Saturday.
0: Metrolinx, Metrolinx. But, but the the one thing you also got to think about is Fox City's a not whisper. Uber. Fox Cities was in this position last year. This is Metrolink's first trip to state. Yeah. I mean.
3: So Fox Cities is going to be bored. Like we've already
0: done. <laughs> like we were bored with Bill's explanation.
2: <laughs> Ooh.
3: Oh, 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 tough oh, crowd. Hard.
0: All right.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I just want to say to the people out there listening, you've just lost one hour of your life. You're never going to get back listening to this podcast. Well, hopefully it they were doing something else
1: at the same time.
3: Trasher you know? didn't make a pick. We're not, we're not turning this off until he does. <laughs> You're not going to I'll follow off. him to his room. <laughs> Chasing him with the microphones. Yeah.
2: Comment? You got a comment on this? All right. Metrolinx, Fox City Stars. Uh, Fox City Stars won the tournament last year. Uh, they're hungry to defend. But let's talk about facts. Is that a thing? It is. Hungry to defend? Hungry like the wolf. Hungry, hungry like the Hungry to defend. <laughs> Hungry Like the Fox, City Stars. They're what does the fox do? Fox and a wolf. No? Nah? All right. Both teams pretty equal on offense scoring-wise. Um, 131, 138, according to the, the stat sheets that we have here. Defensively, I agree with Burglar. I think... Uh, the Metro Lynx maybe are a little stronger and a little deeper on defense because I looked through here and I thought I saw that the Lynx had like seven defenders that have played big minutes, you know, throughout the year. So I don't know how that all fits in because, as Junior can attest to, we don't really know how many people on this 35 man roster are actually on the bench. Uh, so, give the links a little, just this little tiny edge on defense. Uh, then you look at goalie. Through the year, the Metro Links, the goaltenders McCursey and Armstrong, I think were the best two goaltenders in this tournament as far as their their season stats, and you got to count that. Uh, Siborsky for Fox Cities, freshman. She played a great game today. Man, he's making a long way to get to this. Yeah. I'm falling asleep. Yeah, you guys are fine. You'll be fine. Cause we'll just drink beer after this. Um, and I think uh, I think Cam McErsey is going to play goalie tomorrow. She's a sophomore. She's had a great season. All of this rolled up. I'll throw out the dice, and I'm going to say Lynx three to two in overtime. That's two apiece. All right.
3: We have not had a repeat girls' champion since uh, the San Croix Valley Fusion won in 2010 and 2011.
0: So. Yeah. so. There's a chance it could happen this year. No.
3: That's, yes. I mean, it could. I, I wouldn't have brought it up if one of these teams didn't have a right. chance of repeating.
1: All right. Well, I, uh, the, one other thing we have to get at between the Madison links and the Fox City Stars, we would be remiss <laughs> if we didn't make note that the Metro Lynx have four assistant coaches, Rich Feit, or Felt, Felt, Catherine Anderson, Carolyn Carls, Chris Anderson, and what's Jeff Fox got? <laughs> Nothing but Chris McGurk again. So, who gets <laughs> the he's,
2: edge then on the bench? Obviously Chris. All, all those coaches. Obviously mean, the they the probably Lynx. have
1: specialized coaches for every category. Well, and, yeah. you know, Fox, he's... <laughs> He's got, a, he's he's kind got of ref. a ref. He's got he's a, got a, ref, a ref. ref as his
3: assistant coach. I mean, come on. Yeah, what, what
1: does he do? You know, explain to them the rules. Oh, I'm sorry, you can't do that. You know. <laughs> right. was, that really, was that really offsides coach? Yeah, it was. So let's,
2: you know. let's, let's back up one game. Let's look at. Do you got any practice the, in being an the, attorney? The Hudson Bench.
1: We did that last week. Yeah, we did. We made fun of McGurk last week. Yes, so. this is our this is our weekly make <laughs> Chris McGurk segment. Yeah. Well,
2: <laughs> apparently the uh, the the honors given to uh, Karen by Dietz didn't help Hudson any today. So maybe that actually we can throw that out the window. We don't know. Why
3: are you not letting us make fun of Chris McGurk? Come on! Uh, well, it's a okay. tradition.
2: Gurk, you're a great guy. We love you. But you're our second favorite official and maybe like our third favorite assistant coach. <laughs> um, guys, what are we going to be doing tomorrow? Uh,
3: tomorrow at 4.30, we'll be having our award ceremony at the Alliance Energy Center Expo Hall. Upstairs. Somewhere on the second floor. There'll be signs, I hope.
2: Maybe. At 4.30, yes. Yes, we'll and be doing we our awards. Do yes, but what are we going to be doing? Handing out awards. What kind of awards? Joe Pavelski, Davis
3: Trurisky, Kirk Dobbinspeck On the boys' side. Adam Burrish. Uh, on the girls' side, Janelle Seergy. I still want to call her Janelle Zog. Uh, Janelle Molly Zog Seergy. An- Molly Engstrom. Mm-hmm. Jesse Vetter. Jesse, Jesse Vetter. And, and Rachel uh, Bible. Rachel Bible. Rachel Kenyon. Rachel Bible Kenyon.
2: So that'll be at four thirty roughly at exhibition hall if uh, you're an earight ear, of earsite. this sight <laughs> of ear shot of this podcast feel free to come stop by i mean we're we're welcoming you it's there's no charge it'll be a, a great award ceremony for some great players um, well deserved honors for what they've done this year and uh, right after that will be the the boys' banquet, um, player of the year, and the state tournament banquet. I think that's mostly for uh, just people that are involved in it. But uh, our banquet at 4:30. You're welcome to join. Award ceremony. We're sorry, award. there will be no food. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe there will be uh, like some chips or something. But I, I, I got, got the, there's some
1: go. leftover pizza from today. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> just we'll like bring, bring, six pieces. Yeah, we'll
2: bring some stuff over. You guys can chow on that if you, at your own risk. But 4:30 uh, tomorrow, exhi- exhibition hall. Unrefrigerated leftover pizza. Right across the oh street. My God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll leave it out, especially. If no, you it's don't. in the
1: fridge now. Okay. Just sat out the. No, but food, I, sweet I guess
2: I guess the the, the bottom line <laughs> is everybody's welcome to attend. There's no charge, and it'll be a, a, a nice ceremony to award some of the top
0: players of the year. Kirk Dobynsbeck has told informed me that he will be there to. Uh, awesome. Hand out that his.
2: Is a great honor.
0: His award. So winner of that will be able to get their... Picture taken with the uh, person that their award is named after. Badger
2: standout from a few years yeah. back. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, I'm just hoping that the uh, WHCA continues just doing one All-State team and one player of the year because if they split to two, then we got to find four more names for four more <laughs> awards. <laughs> I don't want to do that.
0: Our five finalists, each and every one of them, are very deserving of the award. Yes. They, they really are. Um, they're voted on. The uh, I can tell you the Adam Burrish Award is one that has to have a story written up with it, and uh, Adam goes through them. And I didn't. He didn't just go through them. He actually contacted uh, several
3: of the coaches for follow-up information on the nomination they submitted. Um, so he did his homework. Yeah, yeah, he did well yeah i was worried that he did not get my email with the, the list of nominees in it because it was getting kind of close to the deadline i'm i'm like you know did you did you get this uh i was i was just about ready to call um jake and davis over in hudson and be like you guys have any contact information for adam because he hasn't heard you he hasn't responded to my email yet but then he responded and he told me that yeah he was actually he spoke to some of the coaches and got a little more information I, I was relieved
1: to see on, on the the Chicago Blackhawks broadcast. Since I you know, I'd watch a lot of their games. Um, you know, Adam Burrish had a, a seat in their you know their their studio mm-hmm. between periods and stuff. But then you know Patrick Sharp retired, and, and he's real pretty. Pat, I mean, Adam. Adam According Birsch, to Jeremy
0: Roenick, yeah, Adam
1: Adam is <laughs> Adam <laughs> is a, a good looking guy. Y- yes, he is. But he's no Patrick Sharp. <laughs> no, no. I mean, Patrick Sharp. I mean, he's sharp. like, he's like Henrik Lundqvist good looking, you know? yeah, That's, yeah. <laughs> um, he's, I mean, he's got the hair, he's got, yeah, I mean, it's like, and so all of a sudden I see, I start seeing him there, and it's, I, it, I thought, oh, yeah, I was, you know, Burrish is out of a job now, but apparently, like, he does the weekends or something. Oh, no, it's just know. a temporary thing. Well, no, they, they, they all do. No, he still so, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, he, yeah, yeah, he still has a job, so I was, I was glad to see that. Yeah.
0: You know, the one <laughs> thing, one thing about Adam Burrish was, is the Chicago Blackhawks, honored him with that one more shift thing they've been doing yep and uh he got to go out there and do that and you know he was on that 20 2010 uh stanley cup winning team and that's a guy who was a role player and he wasn't a big superstar like you know kane and taves and duncan keith and seabrook and all those he was a guy with a role to play mm-hmm. and he played it well mm-hmm. and he was able to stay there and uh get his stanley cup with the blackhawks and you know, let's be honest, he moved on and made some pretty good money.
2: Yeah, but he was well respected by the Blackhawks who honored him by doing that, and I think that says a lot about him and a lot about his character, and I think that he is a great ambassador for the award that yeah, we present. It like, to these a doubt. like
1: like MJ said, he had a role to play and they could count on him. To play that role every time they needed him. Yeah, this is
2: what we need you yes, to do. This is what we need you to do, and he yeah, did it uh, uh, consistently. I'll do it. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah.
1: Once, he
3: once said that he would block pucks with his face if it would keep him on the ice. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know that this, guy. And this,
0: yeah. you know, I got the chance to listen to him give a speech before, and, you know, he said every time that he had to move up to the next level, he had to outwork people to get a job. You know, and that's, and that's, uh, you, know, when you get to that level, you got to do that, and he was able to I mean, he wasn't the most gifted guy, but you know he, he was thinks. able to play in the NHL for a number of years and make yeah. a good amount of money and live in a pretty good life afterwards. I believe I'm
3: the only person sitting at the table who actually who knows who actually won that award <laughs>
2: Yeah probably.
0: Dell's not here with us today. Dell seems to have the plague.
3: Dell might have the coronavirus. Oh Dell looks rough today. Oh,
1: Dell. Yeah. If you if yeah, Dell, we yeah, we chased him home or out of the suite anyway. Get um, Out. Yeah. Yeah, we we hope he's. He was there long enough that by tomorrow we could all have it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we're gonna be. In we're no, Saturday. No, no, By Saturday, we can be all no, have no shows on Saturday. <laughs> the way things are going, Sweet'll be all
0: locked up. You'll know why because uh, Dell. Yeah, um, I think
3: it's. I think it's time to sign us out there, MJ.
0: Yeah, I think it's time. Wait, um, refined
2: podcasts or sold? are
0: sold. Or refined podcasts are sold. But no, we no we need to would, do that this week. We, uh-huh. we, okay. we
2: would be, as Burglar said, remiss to not mention that we are sitting in the lobby of the Wyndham. Gardens. Well, the window garden
1: in Fitchburg. Yes, in Fitchburg, yeah. in yes.
2: wonderful Fitchburg, population, Two twenty five thousand. Two exits from the Alliance Energy yes Fis- Fish Hatchery Road and yeah. Cahill Boulevard or the How long it takes to get from here called. to the Ten minutes, Coliseum.
1: that's mm, it. Maybe yeah. and if that. And this is and that that's that's from parking lot to parking lot. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Great facility. Uh, they're very very good to us and we're happy that we're here and uh, we're sitting in the lobby right now doing this so uh, uh, we've had a great time and look forward to doing it for many more
0: years okay well guys we'll see you guys tomorrow tomorrow for two division one boys hockey games and then on saturday and then on saturday for championship saturday we'll uh, have three games we'll cover those as well but we'll be here tomorrow night yes we will
2: all right. All right. So, feed lines.
0: Okay. So, for Trasher, yeah, both spear. Berg gentlemen, I'm Mike Hammett. Hopefully you uh, <laughs> hopefully enjoy this. Or not. And, well, we'll catch you tomorrow on This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey, the state tournament edition.